Our rivalry is about temperature wars. Oh my gosh. I believe my body temperature is 10 degrees above what Bria sits at. At least. Last week when we, when we were in the sun, you had glitter face kind of like Edward yes. in Twilight. Well, don't tell anybody because <laughs> I may be a dinosaur. But a I, dinosaur? What was Edward? He was a, a vampire. V-word. A V-word. <laughs> he, was oh. a, he was a vampire dinosaur. You're editing this one, right? Just cut all this out. No, ma'am. Wow. What a no, catastrophe. No, this is sun is shining 24 7 because when we're together it feels like we're in heaven if it will get dark you'll be my million stars i know i can lean on you welcome to episode 21 of delete this history a podcast by two besties of a certain age searching for answers we're your hosts bria brown and i am kara birch you are yes can i have your autograph <laughs> for five dollars <laughs> I want it. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you for free. Okay, I cool. I like your face. Oh, thanks. We are so close together. I, know. I feel it's almost a little uncomfortable. I'm like, can you stop looking at me? We're coming to you from Roy Birch Studios. Yes. It's been an interesting morning so far. <laughs> our brains are working hard today. Super hard. We didn't just come in and land and our normal routine is off. Yeah. Because we're trying a different place. We're trying something new. Oh, you know what? I just realized I did not cancel our reservation at our other studio. That's rude. That's super rude. I thought about asking you about that, but then I was like, Bria, stay in your lane. And you know what? I don't have Wi-Fi here. To do it. I was just going to pop on and do it. You know what? It's okay. They will see that we're not there. and We will forfeit our... Sorry, everybody. Hey, for all they know, we died. In That's a car right. Accident on the way there. I ha- th- maybe they might even be worried about us because we don't oh, show up. Maybe we should call them. <laughs> and Kara forgot her phone. Yep. So that's another thing that's a little bit like how I don't even know how you're breathing. Discombobulating. Yeah, because I was driving here and I was like, hey, Siri. Oh. I was going to text Sean something real quick that I remembered and Siri did not say, mm hmm. Oh, that's how she answers you? Uh-huh. In the, in the car, mm-hmm. she'll go, mm-hmm. That's, mm, I don't know if I like or that. Or sometimes she'll go, uh-huh. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> and then I'll say, text Sean. And she'll go, what do you want to say to Sean? Oh. She, you just have, like, little conversations. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of miss her. <laughs> Let's get this done then so that you can get back <laughs> yeah, to Siri. and reunite myself with her. Can we talk about something really exciting in my life that I can finally talk about? Because I, I put a signature on it. I was just wondering this morning when that was going to happen. So please proceed. I signed a new book contract. <laughs> so that means I have to finish that book. <laughs> I mean, it's finished, but I have to edit and, like... That chicken has come home to roost. Yeah, yeah. It's roosting hard. (laughs) I'm going to have to reread the whole thing because I don't remember it even. Oh, man. Oh, you know. That's what happens. So what does this contract entail? It is a book a year for the next four years. Holy cow. And this book is due in July. Okay. Back to the publisher to publish before the end of the year. Nice. The Ways Goose Publishing. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. I love them. That's great. Congratulations. Thanks. That's very exciting news. <clears throat> I'm very excited. So tell us, can you tell us about your the series you're starting? Yeah, yeah. So the series is called the Sugar Sands series. The first book has no title yet because titles are hard, but it is about a, a like a touristy kind of vacationy town mm-hmm. down on the Gulf of Mexico in Alabama. It's just about the people who live there and make it work. Like, do you ever think about that when you go places like Orlando? Like, it's not a vacation town for the people who live and right. work there. I do think about the people that live there yeah. and how they must hate it. <laughs> 
But at the same time, they have to love it because that's where their money comes from. Well, and maybe they do love it because, it, you know, you do have a down, some downtime. Yeah. So you're off a- season or shoulder season. Shoulder season. That's right. We <laughs> learned about that. So I don't know, maybe it would be good, especially if you enjoy that kind of thing. Well, Heather, you know, she lives in a tourist town in Charleston. True. And she was very supportive of the tourists. Oh, she she's always preaching. Preach. She preaches to the people. They're paying your salary. They pay for everything you have. The first book um, centers on a woman who is kind of in the midst of rebuilding her life. And fittingly... She has inherited a sandcastle building, like school, sort of. They call it a school. But people can come in, tourists can come in, and they pay. And then the employees of the sandcastle place take them out and teach them how to sculpt in the sand. Fun. And so it was really fun to research. You know one of the questions I had about that? What is it? So if you're in the sand all day long as your job, mm-hmm. do you get sand fleas? Do you <laughs> get don't. bitten by it? Probably. Do you, I don't know. I mean, I've been to the beach, you know, several times. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen or been bitten by a sand flea, but I've heard about sand fleas. <gasps> Maybe I should search I've that. I've never been bitten by a sand flea at the Gulf. Okay. Oh, maybe that's in a different location. But I have, we did have to worry about sand fleas when we would go to Florida on the Pacific side. Okay. So that, I guess that answers my question. It doesn't really answer your question. I think I may search that for next week. You might have to. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Uh, there is one thing that just popped in my mind that I do want to talk about. I'm ready. So I, I know that you jo- enjoy ASMR. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, certain types. And I, I'm not big on it. Like I don't seek it out, but... Something has happened. Oh, no. I ran across on Instagram. Shocking. I was on Instagram. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it. Crunching soap. Crunching soap. Yeah. it's So it's like brittle bars of soap. And so inside, um, inside are a variety of things. Some have like um, cornstarch inside of them. So it explodes. Some of them have like. It's almost looks like shaving cream with glitter mixed in with it. And oh my gosh. But it's bars of soap? Well, and they're super brittle, like they're hollow. But it's called like soap crunching or soap. I don't know. Soap I'll, squeezing. Soap squeezing. <laughs> I'll send you one. Okay. I I can't believe you haven't seen this since you're mm. into ASMR. I am not that into it. I mean I I know what I like. Yes. And I already have a source for that right 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 well i'll i'll send you this but now i liked it and then i started following someone who does it who actually has a youtube channel which i've not checked out the youtube channel i'm not to that level okay okay but so it's popping up more frequently on my instagram of course and, oh i just watch it over and over does it give you the head tinglies no i don't get the head tinglies but i it's real satisfying okay. like i want to go find this person and ask them if i can also Soap squish. It just so, looks super satisfying. It's funny that you bring up ASMR. Oh, of course. Because I discovered a new podcast this week called, uh, and it's so new to me. Yes. But it's so old that it no longer exists. Okay. He has stopped doing it. Okay. But I've got quite a backlog of episodes that I can listen to. <laughs> it's called Mysteries Abound. Okay. How is that ASMR? Um, Because he is an Australian man, and his voice is amazing. Oh. And he talks like this the whole time. And he basically just reads (laughs) articles that he finds. What? Or, um, yeah, he's not creating, like, original content, but he finds articles and researches things And just basically reads the research that he has found. So it's very soothing. See, now that kind of ASMR, like someone talking or whispering. Yeah. With the plosives and the S's. Yes. I can't freaking stand that. See, that's that's my jam. I want to reach through the device and punch that person and make them stop. (laughs) First of all, I hate whispering. I know you do. It makes me... (laughs) 
Eat it. I heard it. It's one of the ways that we very much diverge. I know. It totally is. Because I love it so much. I hate it because it happens so often in the workplace. That's different. People come in and they have to go. They don't want you to overhear. So if you have something you don't want me to hear, take your buddy and leave the freaking room. Yeah. It, I don't know why. I don't know why that goes all through me, but it does. It's probably a, a control thing. Well, and be a manners thing. I, I, it probably is both of those things. Yes, yes. I will admit, because I am a control freak. You're not a but, control freak. And it's not a thing like, what are they saying? Are they talking about me? Mm-hmm. I do not care. Right. Feel free to talk about me. Hell, you could talk about me in full volume. I don't care. Right. But if you feel like you can't talk in front of me, right. just leave the then freaking room. This isn't the venue. No, leave. Yeah. You obviously can't talk on in your normal speaking voice because yeah. it's sensitive go somewhere else there are offices everywhere by the way just now when you were whispering like that yes. i was very oh. <laughs> i was getting very hypnotized and my my head was tingling my eyeballs felt real heavy oh my goodness maybe i should start my own you ASMR oh my channel. gosh you totally could <laughs> I'd have to punch myself in the face because I hate it so much. <laughs> You'd record an episode and then afterwards punch yourself. I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're not here to talk about ASMR. Aren't we? Nope. It's not an ASMR podcast. No, we are here to talk about our search histories for the week. Correct. With our listener besties. Yes. And for that, we move on to the reading of the list. It's an odd week, and I'm an odd duck. What a weirdo. (laughs) I am. So I get to go first. This segment is where we tell you our top five most interesting, funniest, most successful searches of the week in list form. My list for this week is Bluetooth cane, creepypasta slash black-eyed kids, koofy hat, juggalo, Bertie Carvel, Tony Blair teeth. <laughs> what were you drinking this week? Is the eggnog all gone? Like, it's just destroyed. <laughs> no, it, I still got a bunch of it in my fridge. I don't believe you. All right. My list for this week is, in no particular order, Bicycle Monarchy, Ruritania, Hypsobema Missouriensis, Purple Martin Capital of the State of Missouri, City of Adrian, state UFO capitals, Piedmont and Wayne County, both in Missouri. Okay. I feel like a lot of your list came from stuff from last week. It did because I wanted to know more. I know. That's good. That's good. That's follow up. We love it. So now that we've read our list, it's time for a little game we like to call Search Search Me. Where we each pose one question to each other and see if she can answer based only on the reading of the lists. You get to play first. Mm-hmm. Today you're playing for mm-hmm. this adorable panda stapler. <laughs> that thing is adorable. I got one of these from um, Bestie Listener Pennsylvania Aaron a long time ago. Oh, that's some ASMR right there. Listen, as I, this is the stapler that I could win. It's a panda, and it's really cute. (laughs) So Pennsylvania Aaron gave me one of those a long time ago, and I love it. And so when I saw this at Dollar Tree the other day, I had (laughs) to snatch it up for you. It's adorable. Isn't it? So cute. Okay, what is my question? Your question is, which search this week earned me the Clueless Whitey of the Year Award? Oh, Clueless Whitey of the Year. All right. Here's the list, since you don't have your phone. Yeah, Bria had to share her phone. Okay, I'm going to go with Clueless Whitey of the Year. Do you want a hint? Yeah, I'll take a hint. Um, it is. It has to do with fashion, which you love. Oh, the koofy hat. Yeah. Oh, I almost said juggalo. You know what? That would have been a good guess. Okay. But um, sort of. But we'll come to that later. Koofy hat. Tell me all about it. Well, first of all, you win that panda stapler. 
so cute. It is adorable. He's going to brighten your life. Totes adorbs. It's a cap, not a hat. Okay. Also, it's normally just called a koofy. Okay. So I got all these things wrong as I was searching. But koofies are those brimless kind of short caps that many people in Islamic and African cultures oh, wear. yeah. So for Muslims, they're typically more rounded. For Africans, the caps can be a little bit more square. Okay. And they're kind of often multicolored and embroidered and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. within the United States, it's become identified primarily with persons of West African heritage who wear it to show pride in their culture, history, and religion. I looked this up because I was listening um, to a podcast. No. No. And a true crime podcast. Shut up. I can't believe it. Yeah. I can't remember <laughs> if it was 48 hours or Dateline or My Favorite Murder. Dateline has a podcast? Yes, they do. Of course they do. It's a very good one. That would be stupid of them not to at this point. Yeah, it's it's good too. Okay. Keith Morrison. Call me. Keith Morrison? Is that the same guy? The Bill Hader always. Yes. <laughs> that's he is still doing that. Oh yeah. He's that, amazing. That's one of the funniest SNL. Yes, it is. Oh man. But I love Keith Morrison. I won't make fun of him, but Well, I laugh when SNL. I listen to him sometimes because some of the things that he says, they are really funny in the way he says it. <laughs> but he's a very good journalist. Anyway. Sorry, continue. In one of these podcast episodes, it was mentioned that the suspect was described as wearing a kufi. Of course, this was from a white person trying to misdirect attention away from herself to a minority. Yeah. People. Wow. Stop doing this. Wow. It's so shitty. That is shitty. I just get so mad. I just, I'm just staring at you like, yeah. okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, I heard the, the word and I was like, I have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of mentioned it and went on like, everybody knows what that is. <laughs> like, not Bria in Missouri. Not Kara in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Me not know. So I looked, obviously Googled it. Now we know. And now we know. Knowing's half the battle. That's Can right. Enjoy. That's right. Pork chop sandwiches. Anyway, Koofy. <laughs> Koofy. That's it. I love oh, it. Oh, my sources. Yes. Wikipedia oh. and The Sun. Bria, today you are playing for two things. Okay. Well, one of them, if you don't get this right, I'll just give this to you because I'm not going to make you play for it. Because your Kansas City shirt is fixed. <gasps> The hole where all of the luck was running out has been sewn shut. Oh, thank you. So now you can keep the luck inside. Now That's I perfect. Well, I don't have a serger, so that edge is not surged. So on the inside. Oh. So it's the edge ain't super pretty, and you can see where the hole was if you turn it wrong side out. I guess I just want to wear the shirt inside out. That would be my suggestion, yes. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So anyway, your your good luck yeah. shirt is fixed. Thank you. So you're actually playing for this unused bottle of soap with a Christmas theme. I need soap. This is called Hollyberry Hand Soap, and the flavor is Holiday Wishes. I'm out of soap. It's like you always know when I'm out of soap. I just have a feeling... Like, she's starting to smell a little bit. I'm starting I'm to think gonna... you have cameras in my bathroom. No, not at all. I, I, I hope you don't. I didn't see you cut that tag out of your shirt. <laughs> you weren't sitting there on the other side going, no, 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 don't no, do that. That's inside. <laughs> the, it's like the Truman Show, only it's the Bria Show. Oh, that would be the most boring show <laughs> ever. I would totally watch it. Five hours later, she's still in bed <laughs> watching TV. She got up and cut a hole in her shirt for two minutes. Then went back to bed. <laughs> All right. Watch some true crime. Your question is, which of my searches almost put me to sleep because I lost interest early in my research? Oh, it was that boring. So boring. I think you'll get this just knowing me. I think, I hope. I need a hint. Okay, your hint is, this doesn't exist anymore. Okay. 
And I think this topic is so boring. And one of our friend's relatives thinks these things don't exist. Oh, I was leaning towards something, but that one then made me think state UFO capitals. Oh, shoot. No. Because they don't think that space exists. Oh, I know what it is. Shoot. It's okay. Because now I remember. I remember from last week what what <laughs> this is. Hypsabima, Missouri, and That's a right. Because it's a dinosaur. Dinosaurs are so boring. She didn't think dinosaurs existed. Well, you get this <gasps> giant bottle of soap. It feels a little hollow, this victory, because I, I really, I needed a hint, and then I didn't even get it right the first guess. Well, to be fair, I should have written Hypsabema Missouriensis Dinosaur, because that's that probably would have clicked it for you i just couldn't i thought that that was um i couldn't remember if that was the rock the uh, missouri state mozarkite mozarkite i knew it had like a missouri kind of yes i apologize i should have put dinosaur well it's all right i I still think you're a winner thanks um so i'm so excited about my shirt (laughs) so why is hypsabima missourianus such a boring dinosaur uh, it's just because it's a dinosaur. But is it a big dinosaur? It. Well, I'm glad that you asked. Okay. It's 49 feet long and weighs 14 tons. That's big. Um, it was a hadrosaur. Does that mean anything to you? Nope. Well, hadrosaurs were duck-billed. Oh. See, that is interesting. It lived in the late Cre- Cretaceous. Yes. Cretaceous. Uh. Uh-huh. I just don't even care. You fell asleep in the middle of that word. It's not that you didn't know how to pronounce it. (laughs) Okay. It lived in the late Cretaceous period in what is now North Carolina and Missouri. Those are not even close together. It was an herbivore and estimated to have about a thousand little teeth. And it probably ate tough vegetation. Yeah, there's a lot more information about this dinosaur. Remember, maybe, was that two weeks ago that you were telling me about these dudes who were fighting about, no, it's a brontosaurus, no, it's a brachiosaurus. That was last week when we talked about that. This also happened with this dinosaur, and that's when I went... Yeah. So I'm not going into all of that because they fought about it. And if you guys want to see the rest of this, go to the Missouri State... No, the State of Missouri website... They talk about how it was named this and then renamed this and then it was named back to this because all these dudes kept coming along saying, Correct. No, it was this. And no, it has a duck bill, so it should be this. Yeah, it's the same dinosaur as blah, blah, blah. So, uh, you know, you guys, besties out there listening, if you want to read more about this, go for it. But I'm done. <laughs> You're boring. You know, that story about those two scientists who were competing to name the most dinosaurs. Yes. That got cut from that episode. Oh, sh- <laughs> So I'm, Do you know why? Because it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. That's um, right. But we did talk about we it. We did talk about There that. were two scientists competing to see who could name the most dinosaurs. And so then it got to the point where they were naming dinosaurs that had already been discovered and it got to be a big fat mess. Yeah. That's the end of the story. That's just because, all there needs to be. Just because they were having some kind of dick measuring contest. Yes. About naming dinosaurs. People. That's, that's right. Go out and touch grass. That's <laughs> <laughs> my kids would say. Those two had a shared history of they naming did. dinosaurs. They did. <laughs> and a shared rivalry. We don't have a shared rivalry. No, no. No. If we did, what would our rivalry be? It would be about whether whispering is cool. Yeah, I know my side on that. <laughs> no shared rivalry. No. Just a shared history. Of 20 years. Plus. But in this next segment, yes, we're not going to talk about that. No, we're going to talk about... Our internet shared histories. For this past week. And we call this segment... Shared, shared history. history. My first search we're going to talk about is Juggalo. Excellent. This search made me realize I'm both out of touch with modern youth and somehow missed out on a ton of my own youth. (laughs) Because these people have been around for a long time. Also, I searched this with trepidation because it seriously sounds like an epithet. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. It sounds like something that people back in the day would call 
minorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does not sound good. Uh, yeah. Juggalo. Ooh. So I was like, oh, no, what does that mean? A juggalo is a fan of the hip hop group, the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, my gosh. Or ICP. I Yes. ICP's fans coined the name from their song, The Juggla. That is hilarious. I'm having flashbacks right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it all started to come back to me a little bit as I read about it a little more. I was like, oh, yes, I remember a little bit. But here's the thing. I was being a mom Uh when all this was going on. Mm -hmm. When they first became really, really popular. Yes. I mean, I was more into like... JoJo Circus. That was the kind of insane clown posse that I was hanging with. Those kids shows are insane. Wired in 2010 described the ICP's Juggalos like this. Despite a sizable population of female fans dubbed the Juggalettes. Of course. I'm not loving that. (laughs) But anyway, that's not what Wired said. ICP's following is made up mostly of young white men from working class backgrounds. They tend to feel that they've been misunderstood outsiders their whole lives, whether for being overweight, looking weird, being poor, or even for just liking insane clown posse. Okay. They're not homogenous. Let's just put it that way. I gotcha. But people who identify as juggalos tend to be, all the pictures that I saw, more white men. Okay. With face paint. And shirts that say juggalo. Hmm. They, they're very proud of it, okay. and that's fine. Yeah. We all well, have yeah. our thing. Have now, you ever listened to No, I have ICP? not. Have you? Uh, well, I had to because Sean, some of Sean's friends probably would have designated themselves as Juggalos. Oh, now, my gosh. I had never heard this this nickname or this name of this group following them. I've never heard of that, but I've heard the music, I've heard of the group, and I I was subjected. You're not a juggalette? No. Mm-mm. It's not my type of music. As I was looking up this information, it said that they have extremely violent songs mm-hmm. and violent lyrics, and it's it's like hip-hop, but also kind of screamo. It totally is. Ish. It stresses me out to yeah. listen to it. Um, now, although... They're not a political group. Juggalos staged a march on Washington back in 2017. Oh, no kidding. The march on Washington was because the FBI had called them a gang back in 2011. They had classified Juggalos as a gang. No kidding. Yes. That's interesting. Pretty unfairly, Uh, by the way. Well, I would think so. Because they're not. And so Juggalos and ICP have been fighting against that ever since. Hmm. Okay. And in 2017, they're like, you know what? We're going to march on Washington about this. So they did. Why did you look this up? They mentioned them on My Favorite Murder. Did you already say that? No. Okay. But I don't remember what the context was. I understand. They just said it like, is this kind of like the Juggalos? Oh. So they were talking about something else, and they were equating them to Juggalos. At first, I was like, I can't believe she said that. And then I was like, wait, is that a bad thing? But see, that's the thing. I immediately, even not knowing completely who they were, there was a bad connotation Mm -hmm. in my mind about them. So that tells me that I have taken in something over the past, I don't know, 30 years that they've been popular that I've just kind of been like, oh, yeah, they're bad. I've never, I couldn't tell you anything about them. All I know is that I steered clear because it's so screamy. Yes, I don't like screamy music. I don't either. I like music a lot, and I just can't, I just, it's just not my thing. My sources were Wikipedia, Wired, NPR, oh, and Vox. All right. My, What's your first search? It is Bicycle Monarchy. Mm. This was mentioned in The Crown. Oh. It was just an offhanded comment. This isn't a mm-hmm. bicycle monarchy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't know what that was. I had never heard that before, but it's a British term. And it refers to more informal royal families, specifically more in Scandinavia and the Netherlands. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes used as a pejorative term, mm-hmm. but not always. But typically when it is used, you know, in that pejorative way, it's the British 
newspapers, mm-hmm. especially the ones who are monarchists. Correct. We must uphold the pomp and circumstance. Correct. But then sometimes Brits will use it in a more loving way where they they want to keep the monarchy in place, but maybe it doesn't have to be so like staunch, oh, yeah, yeah. formal, like it should be more of a bicycle monarchy. Yeah. What is this bicycle monarchy, you ask? <laughs> I am asking. I'll tell head. you. I'll tell you. Okay. There are a couple of conflicts out there on the origin of this term. One version involves the Netherlands, and it has its roots with Queen Juliana's love of riding bicycles even during her reign. And she was famous in the UK for her frequent unscheduled appearances with members of the public. Her daughter, Queen Beatrix, has also been sighted on the bicycle, but less often than her mother. Okay. But it kept that bicycle monarchy image continuing yes. as sh- uh, under her reign. Mm-hmm. Um, another possible source of this term is uh, stems from the Nazi occupation of Denmark during World War II, which you and I have talked about a couple of times on this mm-hmm. podcast. The non-hostile relationship between those two governments created a lot of animosity and accusations of collaboration between the two. And so to show solidarity with the Danish people, the future King Frederick IX and his wife Ingrid began taking bicycle rides around Copenhagen. Oh. Just like, look, we're normal people. We ride bicycles. We're Just not like in, you. We're not in carriages pulled by horses and pushed by Nazis. I mean. Oh, my. <laughs> That's not funny. Uh, wherever the term... <laughs> Wherever the term originated, it doesn't mean poverty or a lack of authority. It just mm-hmm. simply means a more informal way of ruling or right. running a monarchy. Right. They're more like the people's princess, like they called yes. Princess Diana. Exactly. They're more of a celebrity type classification instead of a government classification. And it seems like they don't hold themselves to a higher standard. Right. It's like, we're above you. Or just just a higher standard, meaning we have codes of conduct and we don't ride bicycles out in the street with right. common people. We would never do that. Right. Yes. <laughs> My sources were Irish Daily Mail, The Crown, the TV show, and WeLoveCycling.com. Oh, excellent. Because <laughs> we do. Of course we do. It's... So fitting that your first search was about the crown, because my second one is about Bertie Carvel, Tony Blair teeth. Okay, let's hear it. We were just talking about the crown. I finished it this week. Yes. And I was so excited to see my buddy Bertie Carvel, or Carvel, I'm not sure how he pronounces his name, because we're that close. I just call him Bertie. <laughs> uh, back as Tony Blair this season. He is one of my favorite actors He's not really one of the 50 British actors. He's not that common. I was going to say, I don't know what else he's been but in. I love him in Dog Leash. I don't know what that is. It's D-A-L-G-L-I-E-S-H. It's a British detective show. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> and it's a reboot of like a 70s show. But what they've okay. done is they've kept it in the 70s. Oh, Interesting. This season on The Crown, though, I noticed something I hadn't before. His teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you notice teeth on people a lot? Like, is that the first thing you notice? I do notice teeth. Do you notice teeth? So I notice hands first. Oh, no. I do. I'm in trouble. That's actually what attracted me to Sean the first time. Sean has His really hands. nice hands. Okay. And he's got really cute eyes, too. <laughs> I, I notice eyes next. Okay. Hands, then eyes. Then teeth. I am a teeth person. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I'm getting less judgy about teeth. Are you? Because I'm getting older. Did mm. you read that article in the magazine on how to keep your teeth all your life? I haven't read that yet, okay. but you noticed that that was the one that jumped out at me. Absolutely. <laughs> I did notice that. I'm sorry, talk about Birdie's okay. teeth. So they did something to his teeth in the show. And I'm not sure if if it's like um, an insert or some kind of prosthetic or something. But to make him look more Blair-like, because Tony Blair had some (laughs) interesting teeth. Okay. Some people would say he had British teeth. But I 
would not say that because I know that not all British te- people have bad teeth. That's and that's right. a terrible stereotype. That is right. And they, they really take offense to that. Well, they should. And they should. But it's kind of like not all Americans are fat, but there's enough of us who are fat. <laughs> that's how they knew me and Sean were tourists in New York. <laughs> they were like, hey, you're from the Midwest. You look corn fed. You want to ride this bus around town? We munching on our corn dogs. No, thanks. <laughs> no, you said yes, please. <laughs> Sorry, we already have tickets for a different oh, bus, but yeah, thank okay. you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's truth behind stereotypes. But anyway, Tony Blair was kind of one of the people who fed the stereotypes okay. about teeth. He did not have awesome teeth. And he would do this awful thing where he would pull his lips back from his teeth, like in this like kind of grimace where he would like tuck his upper lip under and like up against his gums and what did he really that's just how he smiled i guess but it looked terrible it looked like like this <laughs> am i doing it right? yeah but you got to pull it way up was it like a um a nervous tick or something i think it was just the way his mouth worked yeah like that yeah so birdie was doing that Oh, wow. Mannerism. That's interesting. In there. And then I couldn't stop staring at his teeth. (laughs) And I was like, those are not his real teeth. Because I've seen him in a lot of other things. It's not just Dog Leash, but he's like, he's kind of a character actor. He plays um, villains a lot in like police procedurals and um, stuff like that, like British TV shows. He'll play... He usually does not play a very nice person. Oh, okay. But I think he's trying to break out of that mold. He's a really good actor. Yeah, he did a good job in The Crown. Yeah, he was Tony Blair by the time it was over to me. Okay. Like, I was like, that's Tony Blair. Just like Imelda Staunton, that was Queen Elizabeth. Oh, my gosh. By the end of this, I was like, that's just what the queen looked like. right. She did such a good job. Yeah, they just completely embody that person. And you're like, oh, that's just... Yeah, I know. That's she, her. Amilda did that, a good job. That was her. Mm-hmm. But I could not for the life of me find anything online other than on Reddit <laughs> where course. the teeth were mentioned. <laughs> of course. Of course, people on Reddit, Reddit were like, what's the deal with his mouth? But he's a method actor. Okay. I did see something about that, but I don't remember where I saw it. And so was Amelda Staunton. <gasps> and so he said, we weren't like... You know, when the cameras weren't rolling, we we didn't stay in character, he said, because that would be weird. But she and I are both very serious. Like, we we try not to be snobby or unfriendly on set, but we do like to try to kind of stay with it. Mm -hmm. Because that's just how we work best. Okay. He studied hours of video of Blair to get his mannerisms and his speech down. Yeah. And you could tell. I mean, he just... He did a great job. But his teeth. That is. So did you look up pictures to compare? Yes. Okay. I looked up pictures of him just like just casual pictures and just kind of, you know, like on his IMDb profile and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Like his teeth don't look like that. It had to be some kind of just like, um, din- not a denture, but, you know, just a yeah, it some, clips over. Yeah. That's interesting. They were very protruding. And very distracting. Now I feel like I need to go back because I didn't notice it. But mm-hmm. I don't know that guy. This is the first time I've ever seen him. This is my first exposure to Birdie. So I didn't yeah. have a comparison. That you know of. Well, true. Yeah. That's true. Did you notice Dominic West kept doing the whole, like, biting? You know how Prince Charles will bite his mm-hmm. lip? It got, not his bite his lip. It's almost like a, I don't know, he bites his mouth. Mm-hmm. He started doing that so much. It's all I could look at. I was like, stop doing that. Stop doing it. Prince Charles doesn't do it that much. Stop doing it. Stop it. Yeah, it's like they kind of grasp onto one yes. thing. And they're like, okay, that's, grind that's away their at tick. It. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing that because that's what will make yeah. me Prince Charles. But the first time he did it, I was like, oh, Prince Charles did that. Yeah. But then it was like, that's all I could see then. I was like, mm. like dude, you're overdoing it. Oh, my gosh. Um, What's the name of the actress that played Margaret? Oh, that was um, Leslie Manville. She is so good. I'll watch her in anything. Um, Mrs. Ferris goes to Paris. No, what is that? It was something like that, though. Mrs. Harris. Mrs. Harris. Yeah, that's it. That was a funny movie. The book is good. 
Can we talk a minute about the crown, though, even though we've of already course. talked like 15 minutes no, about it's, the crown? Yeah, let's talk about it, because I, I was going to bring it up anyway. I don't know why that last episode so underwhelmed me. I don't either. Maybe it's because the episode where Princess Margaret died. Yeah. This is not a spoiler, people. It's history. She died. That episode blew me away. Yeah. So you feel like the next one, which was the last one, yeah, was just... Yeah. I was just kind of like, huh. I thought it was a little gimmicky. Well, I really liked it. And I'll tell you why. It tied everything up in a nice little bow. It did without speeding it along like there had you know with all the foreshadowing and Mm -hmm. everything i don't know i just felt i don't know i really just liked it i enjoyed it without them going through the actual motions of the queen's death and the whole thing you know i was like how are they gonna do this yeah i'm glad that they didn't take it all the way up until her death um and prince philip's death and all that i think right that would have been really depressing but i don't know i was just like kind of like first of all i did feel like it was rushed i felt like they kind of rushed it and then i was like hmm. yeah hmm. they did have to i mean but i think part of it might be that i was so sad that that series is over could be part of it that maybe nothing would have pleased me because I would just be, I'm just bummed that it's yeah. over. Yeah. I'm right there with you. But guess what? It's going to be so good to watch all over again. Give it a few years. Start from the beginning. Watch the whole thing straight through. Oh, my gosh. My next search is really short. Okay. And it also comes from The Crown. <laughs> wow. Ruritania. Oh, This is the name of episode one of the last season. And I had never heard of this before, so I looked it up. It means relating to or having the characteristics of an imaginary place of high romance. If you'll remember, and no spoilers here, they were all thinking about how they could improve the image of the monarchy with the public. Because, you know, this was after Diana had died and people were real down on the monarchy and real up on Tony Blair. Mm -hmm. The origin of this word, Ruritania, which is hard to say. It's almost like rural juror. Yeah, it's it's like rural. I hate that word. Rural juror. (laughs) Do you remember that from 30 Rock? No. Okay. The origin (laughs) of this word comes from the fictional kingdom in a novel called Prisoner of Zinda, written by Anthony Hope in 1894 literally that's the end of my search oh my sources were the crown wikipedia and miriam webster i just wanted i'd never heard that word before i had not either my next search is creepypasta slash black-eyed kids sounds dark first of all do you know what creepypasta is no okay good so i'm going to define that for you and Others out there like me. Okay, the term is a derivation of copypasta. I haven't heard of that either. Okay, which is a modern way of describing something that's been copied and pasted and shared over and over again via the internet, usually electronically. Creepypasta has become a catch all term for anything horror related shared over and over <laughs> again on the internet. Popular examples are The Slender Man. Oh, yeah. You know him. I do. Smile Dog. And Black-Eyed Kids. All right. Black-Eyed Children or Black-Eyed Kids, B-E-K. In American contemporary legend are paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16. They have pale skin and black eyes with, like, no whites of their eyes. Their eyes are just completely black, like aliens. Right. Like, if you were looking with, like, a... Night vision. Uh, yes. Yes. But ugh. these kids are reportedly seen hitchhiking or begging or are encountered on doorsteps of residential homes. Okay. Most sources indicate that the legend originated from 1996 postings written by Texas reporter Brian Bethel, who related two alleged encounters with black-eyed kids. Bethel describes encountering two such children in Abilene, Texas. The original story is briefly this. He's sitting outside a movie theater in his car. Some kids approach him. 
They say, we want to see Mortal Kombat, but we left our money at home. Can you take us home to get our money and then bring us back here to see the movie? He was going to do it. Okay. Which, to me, is just mind-boggling. But anyway, he was going to do it, but he kept getting this creeped-out feeling. And he couldn't put his finger on it. Then he told the kids, so he was trying to come up with excuses why not to. Yeah. How about just say no? Yeah. Anyway, so he's like, he noticed this is the last showing of that movie for the night. Okay. And it's already started. So by the time I take you home to get your money and you come back, it's going to be like almost over. Yeah. And they were like, we don't care. And they just kept pressuring him. And he was like getting more and more creeped out. And they were saying things like, we don't have a gun or anything. Like they were volunteering information like that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes you think, yes, you do have a gun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> then he noticed the kid's eyes, which would be one of the first things I noticed. Uh-huh. I mean, how do you have this whole conversation with these kids and not notice they have completely black eyes with no whites? But whatever. As he tells it, he noticed their eyes and he got really scared. And so he made his excuses and drove off really quickly, like peeled out. Okay. As he's peeling out of the parking lot, he looks in his rearview mirror to look at the kids, and they're gone. Ew. There's nothing around there where they could be hiding, and there's no way they could have run away that fast. They're just, they've just vanished. <sighs> so he went home and wrote down his experience, because he was a journalist, and, and he needed to get it out. And then he sent it to some friends, and they sent it to other people, and they sent it to other people, and it just became this viral Oh, I thing. see. And it became one of the very first creepypastas. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. How have I never heard of this term before? I only recently heard about it, okay. but I've heard about it a lot lately. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. It must be the stuff I'm listening to or watching or whatever. It all starts to, you yeah, know, like you right. watched this. So then you start to get recommendations for other things and you keep watching things and it just kind of builds. I'm so unplugged. I am. I am just, I and I'm okay with that. I, you know, I could be yeah. more plugged in if I wanted to, but I just don't want to. No, I'm okay. It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming, and I just don't care. There's too much information. I just don't care. I like what I like, and I'm interested in what I'm interested in. Right, and then I don't want to think about other things. I've just got too much to do. I have lots of sources for this. Okay, let's hear it. Wikipedia, BuzzFeed, Abilene Reporter News. Mysteries Abound podcast. Well, I guess that's only four. That's only four. I was ready to use all ten of my. It seemed like a lot. Okay, that's good. Good, good sources. Yeah, yeah. That was a creepy story. I'm kind of got. Yeah, I mean, I told it kind of rushed, and I didn't tell it like with effect or whatever. Well, you know what's funny though is the sun. It was. It had gotten more overcast outside. Yeah. And as you were starting your story, it got darker in here. But then your face was lit up by your laptop, and I, I wanted to interrupt and go, "You look so creepy right now, telling this story." But I didn't want to interrupt your story. But it did. Like it got a little darker. This is the the modern version of the campfire or the flashlight that you put under your face. And then it. It you could hear the dragging its leg. Where's my leg? I guess if it's dragging its leg, it knows where its leg is. Where's my hook? I don't know what those. They got home and there was a hook on the door of the car <laughs> handle. It's like all that kind of stuff. It's it's the scary stories to tell in the dark book that we oh, used to check out from the library fifty thousand times. Over and over and over. It's your turn. This is so boring. Boring searches from Kara Birch this week. Purple Martin capital of the state of Missouri. Yeah. All right. So Adrian, Missouri prides itself on its annual destination for thousands of Purple Martins. I congratulated them last week already. You did. I'm, I refuse to congratulate them again. I mean, this just seems like they're just fishing for compliments. <laughs> Purple Martins are a, a type of swallow. And at this point in history, they are almost entirely dependent on their survival by humans. Oh. Like humans are keeping them alive, apparently. I don't know that that's really true. How? By providing nesting places for them. And food? So what happened was back in the like 
late 1800s, there was another invasive species of bird from Europe that almost that took over the nesting places of purple martins in the U.S. Okay, and it almost wiped them out because they had no place to live. Aww. I know. So people started building purple martin houses. Yes. And I didn't know this. My dad had a purple martin house. Yes. My grandma probably had 10,000. All the old people have, yes. per- have martin houses. Yes. So they're a communal bird. And so they, you put these houses away from trees. Uh-huh. And typically purple martin houses have holes on all sides. Yes. So they can all come in. These are not individual apartments. They all just run in there because yeah, yeah. they're a... One of the few communal birds out there. They love to all be together. Yeah. And the houses are like really big usually. Mm-hmm. And they've got a bajillion holes. Yes. yes. So that's how they reestablished the species. People across the eastern half of the U.S., they started erecting purple martin houses, hotels, condos, and even enormous purple martin complexes. Nice. <laughs> So supposedly because of these houses that were built up, you know, to bring the species back is the reason that they are thriving today. And they return to their same home every year. So after they migrate away to warmer weather, they always come back to which hotel they like the best. Oh, they're little homebodies. Yes. And the oldest purple martins come back first because they get first choice. It's kind of like when we worked at the TV station. Oh, my gosh. And, and it the, was time to pick out vacation time. It was time, time to pick vacation times. The old purple <sighs> martins got to pick the best vacation. <laughs> and we got to pick up the scraps. Terrible. Oh, I'll, I'll take, um, oh, I don't know. I'll take Lincoln Day. (laughs) I'll take March 2nd. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Oh, shoot. The oldest purple martin on record was at least 13 years and nine months old. It was banded in 1933 and found in 1947 where it was originally banded. Oh. So it was still living... In the same area where the person... How cool is that? I think that's pretty cool. I think things like that are neat. He liked it. This is where I live. This is my house. I come back every year to this condo. The management isn't what it used to be. (laughs) This place is really run down. (laughs) Could they put a fresh coat of paint on it? (laughs) The small Bates County community of Adrian became Missouri's official Purple Martin Capital in 2003. This was debated and passed as legislation. Uh, Of course. My sources were State of Missouri website and allaboutbirds.com. Oh, all about birds. My last search. Yeah. Bluetooth cane. I'm excited about this because I need a cane. Is it that kind of cane? Yes, Yes. This is the search for you then. Perfect. So I mentioned before I have much, much older siblings. So much older. Yes, because I'm very young. And one of my siblings turned 60 this week. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So she's having a big birthday bash on Friday. Not that 60 is old. I just no, didn't, no, no. I didn't realize you guys were that far apart. And she's not my first sibling who's turned 60. What? So she's not my oldest sibling. It's my second oldest sibling. Corey is turning 60. Corey is? Yeah. I know. She doesn't look it. Corey does not look 60. And she doesn't act it either. By any stretch so, of the imagination. Let's just keep saying that over and over again. No, yeah. Corey, if you're listening, you don't look 60. Well, you don't look 45. Not so. that, well, well, thank you. You're welcome. 60 is the new 40. Absolutely. You know, that's what I'm going to tell myself when I turn 60. So is 40 the new 20? Because uh, I yeah. do not feel 20. <laughs> no, I don't either. I feel 80. <laughs> I do. Okay. Sorry. So... She's having a big birthday bash on Friday. Fun. And I was actually in the office talking to someone I didn't give birth to or marry. Oh, my this gosh. Week. I know. It was a mind-blowing experience. And I was marveling at how it's possible that I will now have two siblings who are in their 60s. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Since I'm so young. Very. <laughs> so my coworker started suggesting some funny gift ideas <laughs> that I do not think would be appreciated. And one of them was a Bluetooth cane. And we laughed so hard. We were laughing so hard at Bluetooth cane. But then after we stopped laughing, I was like, I bet there is one. 
I bet that's totally a thing. And he was like, why? What What would you, what would it be Bluetooth for? And I said, well, I don't know. So, so I searched it. Of course it does exist. <laughs> and I'm so glad I asked, what the heck could you even use Bluetooth on a cane for? Here you go. Lay it on me. An alarm for medications. Wait a second. <laughs> what is it Bluetoothing to? Your phone, probably. So, so what, the uh, the cane just goes off? Or what? Yeah. I don't understand. So it's like if you have like a smartwatch, you yeah. have a smart cane. <laughs> <laughs> so your cane just starts to buzz? Like, yeah. take your drugs, take your drugs, yeah. take your drugs. Yeah. All right, it has continue. Alarms. All right. It, it has alarms for, for like medications and such. <laughs> and, you know, like probably things like appointments like right. for the podiatrist <laughs> you shouldn't laugh about that oh i know we're so close it's not even funny we're laughing because it's like gallows humor it's like ha 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 ha, ha. but i totally need this game <laughs> um a pedometer oh now that is smart yeah but okay. i would just sit there and do this. <laughs> i would just sit there and like but nobody cares but you pound the, the cane. cane doesn't care and then be like hey peyton <laughs> I had 8,000 steps today. <laughs> Peyton and Clint, they compete with how many oh, steps they can yes. have every day. And Peyton beats him most of the time. That's hilarious. And Clint has a lot of steps. Yeah. And then I chime in and I'm like, I broke a 1,000. Because <laughs> <laughs> I see it. It's so, it's so sad. Um, oh, gosh. Okay. And GPS. Yes. Now. The GPS comes on a model that's way out of my price range. Like, I'm not going to spend $400 on her birthday present. Oh, my. But that's pretty darn ingenious. I love it. There are some pretty badass looking canes out there, too. I know. There was one that was like had a pearl handle and like rhinestones on it. <laughs> and like this cool, like, f- like black and white floral design. I was kind of into it. But then there are some really ugly ones, yes, too. Yes, yes, there are. Ooh. For whatever reason, my dad used to have a cane, and I don't know why. Maybe he hurt his knee or something at some point, but I was a kid and didn't pay attention. But it was wooden, and the head of it was a carved ivory Labrador head. Oh. The handle of it. Fancy. It was fancy. Okay, so here are some other ideas we came up with for gifts. Yes. Now, this would like go like in a, like a gift basket. Okay. Prunes. A gigantic pill sorter, adult incontinence pads or diapers, poop emoji themed things, because my sister Corey hates the word poop, first of all, (laughs) and my family loves toilet humor. We're obsessed. Anything like hearing amplifiers, like those TV ears. My mom had some of those. Glasses chains. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. Some chattering teeth, just to remind you. Yeah, your dentures, um, um, denture cleaners, etc. Are you going to do that? No, because knowing my sister, this is going to be a pretty classy affair. Oh, I see. Like I got a real invitation from one of her children. Okay. And there's going to be like live music and. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's a big kind is of it, a big deal. So it's at a venue. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna have to save the gag gifts for another time. All right. But I don't know. Part of me still wants to do it. <laughs> Part of me still wants to get her a fancy cane. I mean, the fancy cane would be really funny. She's had a knee replacement. There you go. So. The Bluetooth cane. I'm mulling that one over. It's pretty sweet. Did it have a speaker in the cane? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't remember. Because then I could listen to music wherever I go. You could. And everybody else around you would exactly. have well, to hear I mean, it, too. When you get to a certain age, you, don't give you, a do, shit. you do whatever you want. That's right. That's the rule, apparently. Yeah. You are going to listen to Ace of Bass. That, ugh, better believe it. Well, I walk down the street, and it counts every step I take. Yep. Oh, hey, you're going to listen to some police. Oh. <laughs> yes. Every step I take, every move I make. Amazon and Best Buy were my sources. That's hilarious. For the Bluetooth cane. I love it. Go get yours today. My last search is state UFO capitals, Piedmont and Wayne County. In Missouri. In Missouri. To mark the 50th anniversary of the alleged UFO sightings in Piedmont, Missouri, the Missouri General Assembly passed 
Senate Bill 139, designating Piedmont and Wayne County as the UFO capitals of Missouri. This was debated and passed as legislation. With our tax dollars. The purpose of codifying the designation in state statute was, according to the original bill sponsor, Representative Chris Dinkins, maybe Dinkins, was to increase tourism. So they're oh. like, you know what, if we do this, because, okay. you know, a lot of people, yeah, they, they like that kind of stuff. You have so, all just... so I, I sort of, you know, mm-hmm. I get this mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. all right, I'm, I understand. Between February and April in 1973, residents of Piedmont and the surrounding area witnessed unexplained activity in the sky. Several hundred calls were made to local police, sheriffs, and newspapers. The incidents made local headlines and eventually national news outlets began reporting on the sightings. There was no official government investigation on the sightings. However, Southeast Missouri State University physics professor Dr. Harley Rutledge investigated the sightings with his own team. He issued a public paper in 1973, which he later turned into a book called Project Identification, colon, The First Scientific Field Study of UFO Phenomena, 1981 is when it was published. If anybody would like to go look that up, because I'm sure there are copies out there available. Oh, yeah. Today, unexplained aerial phenomena reports, as they are now called, are handled by the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office under the U.S. Secretary of Defense. Hmm. Listen, though. Hmm? Hmm? I mean, it came out last year year before i don't know time is a construct mm-hmm. u.s government said there are aliens i don't buy it well actually i don't know i don't know i just they they admitted that the stuff that went down in yeah area 51 yeah was like legit do you remember the the big sightings in marshfield like at um the Northview area i was a kid Mm-mm. which means you were also a kid but there were lights over there that kept, I mean, they were just, just like this, unexplained sightings, things going on in the air. And we actually ended up driving up there to check it out. We didn't see anything. But t-shirts were made. Oh, yeah. It was, was. It seems like your dad would be into that. Oh, we all were. We were so excited to go up yeah. there and see all the UFOs. It was a, it was a hot topic there for a while. <laughs> People were camping out because it was right at the highway. Like there was an overpass. It was an exit. So mm-hmm. you could get off there in, in uh, Northview. Yeah. Um, but it's just a podunk exit. There's nothing there. Right. There's, well, maybe back then the gas station was up and running, but I think. There was no, there's nothing there. There's nothing there Mm-mm. now. There's a tiny, teeny, tiny gas station that one time I was having car trouble. Yes. And I stopped in there and I was like, this place is not going to help mm-hmm. me. In fact, I might be killed here. Yes. Yes. I think that was called a skelly. Yeah. Something like, I don't it, even remember. It burned down and it has been gone for Ever. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. That's funny. State of Missouri website was, again, my source for that search. Okay, well, check them out if you're into UFOs. Mm-hmm. Head to Piedmont. You might see something. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how um, there were so many sightings, like in the 50s, 60s, 70s, not so many anymore? Do you think it's because the aliens came and they checked things out? And then since then, they've been like, there's nothing there. It's like the Northview exit. Of the solar system. Earth is the north view exit of the solar system. <laughs> They're like, eh. No reason to develop that. Yeah, no reason to go back there and risk risk being seen by these beings. Maybe so. Those people would be dumb. <laughs> All right. What about this one? What about it? I have a quick listing of my other searches from the past week that we didn't have time to discuss. Here we go. Click fee selfie stick. Ablution definition. Will Cowan historian. Ampersand C or ETC, etc. Epstein list. Jessica Tandy husband. Oh. Hume Cronin. Hume Cronin! PBS shows. Oh. Timu. Mysteries Abound podcast. That's it. Why did you look up Timu? Because you had looked up... No, I'm just kidding. Because there was something on Instagram. It was a product that I saw, and it was on Timu. I see. I don't trust Timu. And I didn't trust it either. Yeah, I don't... It's not that great of a deal, so it was kind of like clickbait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No doubt. Forget it. All right. My list is location of the Viking Stadium. Is shrimp a good source for omega-3s? Big Bang Theory quotes. Rick Grimes' actor real name. High fiber crackers. Rage rooms near me. Kara. <laughs> there are several. <laughs> really? Yeah. We need to go. Squid Game Season 2. Rings of Power Season 2. That's it. Oh, Rings of Power. I know. I feel like <sighs> it was so disappointing. I want to love you, but I don't. Same. I really, I just can't muster the I was, excitement. I was so excited for that Me show. Too. And it was such a nothing burger. It really was. Uh, do you have any listener shout outs? No, I don't. I don't either this week. Oh my gosh. Nothing. So what do we want people to do? Oh my gosh. We would like for them to email us. Mm-hmm. At any time, day or night, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. send it our way. Rate and review us. Ooh, rating and reviewing us. Yes. That would be good. Tell all your friends about us. If you subscribe to our podcast, you will never miss a new episode. Correct. Talk to us on our socials, at DTH Gals on Instagram and threads. And delete this history on Facebook. And you already gave the email address. Oh, I didn't say the address. Oh, delete this history podcast at gmail.com. Yes, I got so excited about... A possibility of an email. Yeah. And that's our favorite. (laughs) Emails are funny. Emails are the best. (laughs) It's like getting a a real letter in the mail nowadays. It kind of is. It's so special. Wow, somebody sat down and took the time to write this out. Yeah. Uh I'll just be sitting around waiting for some emails. Me too. And while I'm doing that, sitting around waiting for emails, I'm just going to go ahead and delete my history. I definitely need to do that as well. All right. Bye. Bye. Delete This History is created, written, hosted, produced, and edited by Bria Brown and Kara Birch. Theme music is so good by Orcas. Email us at deletethishistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and threads at DTHGals and Facebook at Delete This History. Copyright 2024. All rights reserved. Rage provided by Eggnog Withdrawal and... Tight Pants. Is that me me walking in tight pants? (laughs) That's me squeezing into them every day. (laughs) No, it's more like... (laughs) (laughs) That fits better. Now I can button them. Oh, shoot.